0: welcome to winging it in motown radio everybody i'm your host jeff i'm back from parts unknown uh joining me for this podcast is jj as always and kyle hello gentlemen yo hello what is up how are you guys doing Greatest night I, ever. I'm all I'm all right. You're all right? Just all right? Yeah. yeah, I'm just all right. All right. Well, speaking of just all right, uh, the Red Wings prospects are just all right. And there was a prospects tournament, and we're getting ready for training camp. And a lot of stuff going on as we're getting close to the season, gentlemen. Uh, where are your heads at with everything? And the the Wings finished sixth in the tournament and didn't quite make it to the final like they did last year. So where where, where are you guys at
1: right now? I watched, I think, like one and a half games, and I think it was the least I've cared about a prospect tournament in the last, like, five years. Um, and that probably has a lot to do with how that last season ended, uh, But which is stupid because the Griffins ended their season really well. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't really, I don't know. I didn't find myself going to it like I have in the past. Um, and, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I guess I didn't... Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's, I just didn't find it that interesting, honestly. And I, I think it kind of... Uh, the the, wh- the way they performed kind of backed that up. It just didn't seem like they were uh, what they usually are. I don't know.
2: I think I was more geeked for the prospect tournament than I've been in previous years because that's kind of what look, I'm looking forward uh, to with the Red Wings is the prospects. Like, I've watched... Um, I got... I never saw, like, one full game, but I saw parts of, of three of their games. So I saw uh, Carolina the very first game. They ended up losing 6-2, to but, like, that was such a dumb game because they outshot Carolina yeah. by a lot, and they had, like, a lot of good chances. And that was just one of those games where you make one mistake and it ends up in the back of your net. I mean, it's a, Carolina didn't exactly luck into the game, but... Um, you know that's that's the, exactly the tournament of small sample sizes for you, and it just that sucked. Um, and then the Blues game, like that was definitely the, the last game of the tournament. That was essentially the the fifth place game that they lost and ended up in sixth. Um, that was the garbage game. And then, like I said, I didn't I didn't see all of it, but that was a team that just kind of like lost their minds late, and it was uh, it, it that got a little painful. But I was watching for a lot of the, like, I wanted to see Rasmussen, I wanted to see Cholowski, uh, I wanted to see how uh, Svechnikov would do, I wanted to see Roenick, um, sorry, Yarvi, uh, those guys, and like, basically, there were a bunch of other guys that just showed up on the ice, I'm like, oh, that's, that's cool, get them the hell out of there, I'm, I'm tired of watching this guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guys that I was excited to actually see, I was pretty impressed with. Uh, like, Chalowski, that was the fr- that was actually the first time I've actually seen Chalowski play hockey, really. Like, I've seen... I've watched highlight videos, but uh, but I, I think that he's... he's. I, I thought I was really impressed with him. Like, he's, he's really mobile. Uh, he's got a pretty good sense for things. Um, he was acting uh, a little bit more aggressively. I know one of the concerns was he wasn't exactly putting enough points, but I thought that he was... He was doing a good job of, of jumping into the zone low when he needed to. <clears throat> there were a lot of times where like that would happen, and um, like the defense wasn't adequately covered by the forwards. But that was also a bunch of kids who just came together and hadn't been practicing a lot. Like uh, you know, you could say the same about the competition too. So, yeah. so who knows there? But um, I was impressed with Rasmussen. I thought that uh, that Svechnikov looked. Uh, like a uh, like a man among boys, there like he was trying to do a little bit too much. Like you could tell he was trying to win the game on his own, um, and every once in a while he tried to make uh, f- passes that were a little. They actually they weren't fancy passes, but they were to guys that should have been in the places where they were. Like he got the puck to the middle in some really great spots, and uh, he basically pistol peeded a couple of his teammates a-, a few times, and that was a, a little frustrating. Uh, Dylan Sadowy. Uh, Sato- uh, Sato- uh, was more impressive because uh, I've I've kind of gotten to the point where I'm I'm like half writing him off as just a you know best case scenario is is a, a third liner who can maybe score, uh, but he's probably going to be AHL bound. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
2: Ronick was <clears throat> was really aggressive. Uh, I liked him. He was he was really really shot happy, which. I kind of liked, and at some points it like, maybe take a, take a little bit different angle on it. Like, you he, he kind of Brent Burns it. he just got on the puck, he would just shoot it from anywhere. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but at least wasn't getting blocked. Um, out of guys that, like, really the only one that I didn't like, and it, it feels like I, I don't, I'm just not give, I'm not being fair to him, but uh, I didn't like Libor Sulak. He annoyed me. I saw him got burned to the outside like three or four times. Um he just like he looked like Andreas Lilia to me and that's that's totally unfair to him. Uh, it's probably never gonna matter. I I am not sure he's ever gonna make it to the NHL or not, but uh like he's just he's my new Andreas Lilia, so sorry, kid.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I I think I feel the same way. I think Cholowski has kinda of been written off by everybody, but he's definitely plays much more mature than uh than he's touted for, so I thought he's had a great he's had a great summer. Honestly, he had a good showing at the World Junior Showcase in Plymouth. Um, you know, he's don't really know where he's gonna end up. If he's gonna be in the WHL or if he's gonna be in the ECHL or AHL, we have no idea. Um, my guess is he'll probably just go to the juniors for one more year. Um, but uh, I thought Hronik was he was okay. Uh, sorry, Jervy, he was okay. I wasn't really impressed with many of them. I thought Satoway was 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 really good, and that's really you know that's great to see, of course. Um, But I don't know as a whole, I really just wasn't that impressed, and that might be just because of the team's performance as a whole. Um, And you know, it is what it is. It's a it's a it's a it's a prospect tournament, and uh, I think the Red Wings, out of all teams, probably had the weakest class of prospects at that um, tournament, aside from Chicago. But Chicago has like a high pot, like they have like one or two really, really high-end prospects like the Brinkett. Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought Chalosky looked good. Rasmussen looked fine. I still am not really looking too much into Rasmussen because he is still very much nursing, uh, you know, or rehabbing a, a, an injury from over the summer. So, you know, we'll see how he does over the, you know, the course of the his, you know, final WHL season. Um, but, uh, i'm excited for camp though i mean it's it's pretty much started today you know, all the 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 preliminary you know the physicals and everything like that so i uh i'm, I'm excited for that because that means hockey's right around the corner and i think now that it's actually gonna be here soon i'm actually kind of excited for it now because like two weeks ago i really didn't give a shit but now it's you know kind of starting to set in that it's going to be back which is which is great Let's just jump right into that, then. I mean, wh- the news came out that Brian uh, Sproul
0: mm-hmm. didn't pass his physical, um, which isn't shocked because he was one of the guys we expected to go on like long-term IR. But then I know Blaschel said he expects, you know, Sprol and Glendenning and Tatar, all the guys who had surgery, to be on the ice skating tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. And then we saw the the teams were broken up. Delvecchio, Howe, Lindsay. This year they're putting all the guys that are expected and a few others to make the you know to be in the nhl roster on one team which usually we see it split up you know evenly uh what are your just general thoughts about everything surrounding the news of camp that we know so far jj
2: (laughs) i actually really like uh jeff blashell's answer in regards to uh how they split up the teams um because the diggers actually asked him that question and This is what he said. Uh, this one is from uh, Helene's write-up, because that's the one I have open. Uh, Art Regner also wrote it up for, uh, for RedWings.com. He said, uh, you're limited on practice times until the first game of the year. Uh, the first game of the year is critical. I've been through a number of training camps now, and I wanted to have the group that I see today as our group, give or take a few players. It gives us a chance to work on specifically specialty teams. Uh, when you split the guys up into different teams, it's hard to get that specialty team's chemistry going right away. We want as much time as possible to get the chemistry going as we can.
1: Um, yeah, that's that's good. I, I mean, and it's kind of it's kind of going against the grain of what they've been doing for so long. And at this point, I'm I'm cool with them trying something new. I think, and it, honestly, it's not like they're just trying it for the sake of it. You know, there's actually some legitimate reason behind it. Yeah, because
2: in previous years, it had been a little bit more split between, um, you know, two of the teams would be half and half, uh, NHL, AHL guys, and then the third team would get broken off and basically and sent back to their juniors uh, pretty early, like as soon as the preseason game started off. So this year, we are going to get, I mean, you'd still get like the A team and the B team. Um, this year, we're definitely like we're getting like the A team and the AHL team. So that's that's just fine too. I mean, you send the B team out against uh, other teams when they're starting their like their starters. Mm. It's kind of like a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. Like we want to start our more of our stars at our home games, and then we'll send uh, like our prospects against your stars uh, when we play you on the road. Um, so that that works out decently well as as far as I'm concerned. Um, get the NHL guys a little bit of experience against the, the scrubs because the preseason doesn't matter. Um, give our own NHL guys, like, this is what you're – like, this is a, a small taste of what it's going to look like when you get up here. So the, get ready for this. Um, I, I like that setup. And uh, and I also like the fact that it, it, we know that Blash Hill is going like, to hit the line blender hard anyway. So. Yeah previous years where you went half and half on, on the two teams that ended up uh, breaking out of the red and white scrimmage is that you, you you could see the plan for the lines right off the bat because obviously your top line would be on one team and your second line would be the top line of the, of the other team. Uh, that's not the way it's going to look. Like the, the guys that are going to play third liners here are going to be in the same game as the guys who are going to play the second line, so... Um, there'll be a lot more challenge there. The only thing I'm kind of worried about is <clears throat> I don't like that uh, Ben Street and PA Parento are on the A team, uh, Del Vecchio, and that uh, Svechnikov looks to be starting off on the B team. So I'm hoping that that gets switched around uh, by the end of camp because I want Svechnikov to make the team out of camp.
1: Yeah, I don't think he's going to. But
2: no, I don't think so either.
1: Is Street, I, street Play Center? should know that. Uh, I mean, no. you, or I mean, even if he, he doesn't, played, he played he wing just be, on the grip, and
0: he could just be the placeholder for Athanasiu. You. you know, as, as soon as he signs, if he signs, we'll get to that momentarily. But you know, yeah, it's a tough consideration. Just get bumped down.
2: It's tough consideration whether it's a uh, Street or Parento holding Athanasiu spot right now. But well, I'm I was Street.
0: Street does play center. I'm sorry, I got it. I had him mixed up. I would say it's got to be Street because I mean you bring in PA Parento on a, the PTO and you probably want to see what he can do with guys on your
1: actual team. I don't know. That's just my thought. I mean, well, I, yeah. I mean, Ben Street is too. just Ben Street is just the. Uh, I mean, what he had like 54, 55 points in the AHL. I mean, I think they just he's just like a placeholder. Um, and I, I mean, I, I hope that he's a placeholder. But actually, I think yeah, PA Parento is is the is the the guy who's kind of holding the spot for Athena CU I think but um you know we'll see hey you know I mean that's P- Parenteau is uh, interesting because I'm not opposed to them I mean if they had the, the 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 cap space to signing him um and having him as like basically a guy who could score 15 goals and then you just flip him for like a third or second round pick I mean that's really what the Red Wings need to be doing um so I think that Parento is like one of those interesting cases where he's always been a very effective player for what he's been paid. Um, you know, so I I don't I wouldn't be opposed to him. You know, getting like a super cheap one year contract and then right. uh, you know, make place holding for someone. Uh, you know, if it, if it means that the Red Wings plan there is to actually trade him, because um, you know they do have a handful of players that um, they can trade this season that they might be able to get some some some. A good return on. Yeah, that's uh, I where do. I on Parenteau, too. Go ahead, Jeff. Yeah. I was going to say, I do like the
0: fact that Tyler Bertuzzi's on the A team. and yeah. I mean, you guys were talking about Chalowski and how he had a good summer. I like seeing him there with the A team. He, you know, I'm not expecting him to make the team by any means. No, yeah. So many defensemen on this team as is, but just if he gets a chance to play against other, you know, with other NHLers, give him that experience, even if it is
1: just the preseason. For sure. I, uh, I I agree, and I think they I think they're going to give Tyler Bertuzzi every you know chance he deserves to to make the team. Um, but I don't think he's going to make the team. Like yeah, I, I I just yeah I don't have the I just it's just because they have too many spots. Right. It's just that's why he definitely deserves it. But
0: I don't mind Svechnikov being on the B team. I mean, he gets to be the guy on that team.
2: Yeah, I mean he's definitely the the head of the, of the V team, and so that's going to be a, a really good opportunity for him to to kind of rise to that challenge. Mm-hmm. Although I am worried that he's not going to have basically NHL caliber teammates to help him rise to that challenge, because just like I said at the prospects tournament, I thought he was he looked damn ready, and there were a lot of times where um, I felt if he had better
0: line mates, then then more would have happened. But he's got David Booth and Eric
1: Tangrady. He's also got that's he's also point. well he's <laughs> he's also got Axel Holmstrom and they have like a super bromance so I don't know maybe that's, that'll that'll be something I do like Axel Holmstrom at the, at the prospects Tourney, too I forgot to mention him but yeah he's uh, he's kind of flown under the radar after that first the year that we like you know like the year after we drafted him when he was like tearing it up in the SHL, but well, then he like got injured his and, knee injury or whatever. yeah yeah which is a huge concern I you know I, that's why I'm not like jumping the gun with him because just scares the shit out of me so yeah, I, but I I'm, gonna just,
2: I'm gonna just i to disagree i do think that tyler bertuzzi makes the team out of camp um and i swear that the first time that luke wichowski plays over tyler bertuzzi in the depth chart i'm gonna scream my head off well you better
1: get ready for today, I, I'm, October I'm 6 or whatever
0: it is you you can record that and then we'll 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 uh, <laughs> add it to a podcast for everyone to listen to i'm I'm like all
2: like I'm trying to really hold off on all of the potential anger for like <laughs> there's so many dumb moves that are possible that we're just like waiting for. And I'm just yeah. I'm trying to keep it all bottled in right now for when it actually happens.
1: You I, are just I, like a, a nice tender shade of pink right now.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm holding on to the promise. That I'm not going to get mad about shit that hasn't happened yet. Um, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just ready for it. Steam just, to start spewing from your ears. <laughs> just i'm I'm wearing loose fitting clothing for for when I, get, for when I need to get red and nude quickly
1: <laughs> no, I'm with you I'll be mad too i I mean I'll be mad probably over smaller stuff, so whatever i just but you know what can what can you do? yeah, pretty much <laughs> pretty much been like the 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 story of the last like half a decade or a decade or whatever I mean, I can't even remember yesterday, but yeah whatever
2: yeah honestly though i am like i am positively excited like i was i was uh right where you're at kyle in in terms of like ah, i don't really care let's just get training camp over with whatever yeah. I the season to start so i can start so like no we're we're here now like on the cusp of training camp i'm like no i like really want to like i'm excited like i can't wait for preseason to start and like to, oh. to over you know to overcommit to, like, everything that happens in preseason and, <laughs> right. and just be, like, total stupid fan over it because that's, that's what hockey's for.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you there, and I think there will be... I think the Red Wings will have some good storylines because, you know, they're they're going to have injuries, and, I mean, they're going to have call-ups, and, you know, I'm hoping that they call it the right players, that they don't call up Dominic Shine or something stupid <laughs> like that, which is definitely going to happen now that I say it. Nothing against Dominic Shine, but I hate his name, so... Well, speaking
0: of a name that isn't on the training camp roster or any team, Anthony I see you, uh, Darren Drager tweeting out Thursday that he's talking with the Wings and they're working on an agreement. Two years is the target, which is what we all expected. One year yep. option, which is something I know we we, we personally wouldn't want to see. Um, I mean, obviously, he's going to be a Red Wing. If he was going to the KHL, he probably would have been there, right? Yeah. Yeah, he would have like.
1: Honestly, I think the whole KHL. I'm sure there, he has options and I'm sure he has contract offers. I'm sure every free agent or restricted free agent in the NHL has KHL offers. I'm sure that possibility is open to all of them because the KHL is a gong show. Uh, and that's just, you know, whatever they can offer that money without, you know, without, you know, having to worry about the NHL or any sort of stupid agreement. Um, but yeah, I think if, like, honestly, if it was a significant offer, then why the hell wouldn't he have already signed it? You know what I mean? So, right. uh, you know, I, I think that the, the entire, this entire thing was a pump fake and I think they've kind of pumped fake too many times. And now, uh, Ken Holland is coming in for the sack. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'm watching football too. Sorry. Um. I got football in the mind, uh, but it's. Uh, I think it'll be a you know a, a two year deal probably seems realistic. And honestly, I think they're going to sign him for a two year deal. And I think they're going to trade Riley Shane. I think Riley Shan's going to get traded to the Penguins. It makes way too much sense. It does, yeah. Because they need that third line center, and Shan is would probably play with like Phil Kessel, and he'd probably score like forty points, and I'd be extremely angry over it. Well, on the topic of Shea
0: and you know JJ Kyle, whoever wants to answer this, what what would be a return you would you would want? But then what? How does that compare to an actual expectation of return for Shea? Well, I,
1: I think Shea and uh, you know obviously probably any Red Wings fan after last season would be like, oh, just take whatever to whatever, just a conditional pick. But no, I think the the Penguins are backed up against the wall. They uh, they're in, they need one, and they don't control the market, so. Uh, I think if that happens, then the Red Wings should be asking for a second-round pick straight up, something like that. Um, is, it, it will, hmm. is that fine for you, JJ, just a second-round pick? At this point, yeah. I mean, it if it gets you f- signed for two years and it alleviates a roster spot, yeah. But you I have mean, figure s- that's basically, a, it,
0: I mean, it's probably a last pick. Maybe not the last pick, but a late second-rounder. So. For sure,
2: yeah. Yeah, and that's that's where I was like, I'm not exa- I'm not entirely comfortable with it, but it like thinking realistically, like I'd love to be able to get a late first round pick for Shane because that's yeah. uh, that's what the Red Wings spent on him, but it's uh, realistically Shane coming off of that season, unless we go into this season and he starts off extremely hot, And yeah. I, I don't think it's possible that that you take the gamble and you hold on to him and it's. It's potential that you could actually pull a first rounder out of him
0: uh, if a doubt, he yeah.
2: has if he has a really good start to the season. But yeah, if we're gonna trade him before the season starts, uh, second rounder is is almost like I almost feel like it's it may be still even unrealistic. Like, yeah, for sure, probably not gonna get. A, we're probably gonna get a third rounder for him.
1: Like a third round uh, pick is kind of like how I feel about like I, it would be like oh god, I you know I would be uncomfortable with it. But I think that. Alleviating that cap space and that roster spot is worth more than the the draft pick itself, honestly.
2: Yeah. Um, our uh, sister site Pensburg wrote uh, just the other day that uh, you know they were talking about trading for Shea and, and they mentioned uh, Derek Pouliot as like a guy that they could send back in that trade. Um, and that I'd tra- be like, open to it. it. It makes a lot of sense because uh, Derek Pouliot is. One year younger than Ryan Sproul, and he is essentially the left-shooting Ryan Sproul. They're the same height. They're basically the same weight. Uh, They're both guys who won CHL defenseman of the year uh, based on uh, offensive, great offensive numbers who basically didn't really translate that and are essentially looked at as reclamation projects by now. Uh, You'd basically be trading for another Ryan Sproul only a year younger. And I know that like you probably all of our listeners just, just retched at the thought of it. Um, But realistically, that's what you're looking at for And Like I wouldn't want, I would rather get a draft pick than Derek Pouliot. Yeah. It's a sensible, it, it makes sense that that's something that uh, that Ken Holland might do. Yeah, he, he might even throw Ryan Sproul into that mix just to like, hey, they like just trade one piece of a log jam for the exact
1: same piece. Right. Yeah, that might happen and you know what? that makes sense. I I thought that last year if I thought the, the Penguins were going to trade for Thomas Vanek, I thought Pouliot was going to end up a part of it. So
2: Yeah, um, cuz he's gotten past in the depth. He's a former 8th eight, uh, overall pick. Yeah. Which I mean, who cares? So was uh, Dylan McElrath went uh, went pretty high in the draft too, and
1: uh, tenth I think or something. like
2: yeah. that. and he's looking real good in Grand Rapids. I, I really like him there, but he he doesn't really have a shot in the, at the wings. Yes, he does. That's true. Yeah, it's
0: <laughs> damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, but yeah, I'll... the 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 the, 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 the Athanasiu piece is like the KHL is already like ten games into their season right now. Yep. Like those teams, are like, I'm sure they'll still take him, but
0: it's by this point, it's like, shit or get off the pot, kid. I mean, yeah, really Let's cool. let's be honest. By the time people are actually listening to this on Friday, or see is probably signed his contract and he'll be on his way to camp if he's not already there. So I'm really looking forward to waking
2: up in the morning to that news. Yeah, thing was stated. I'm going to guess he ends up at one year at 1.5 million.
1: One year at 1.5, huh?
0: yeah I don't and then, know, what, and then
1: the wings next year have a headache to deal with, yeah, but, a yeah. Free agent and he'll, but he'll have the arbitration, but you know, yeah, and then he'll file for arbitration in like February, yeah, and then he'll have the yeah, one dude. year deal and then he'll go to free whatever like if it if it drags i if we get to that point like next like at you know if if we get to that point, I will be so over him at that point that I probably won't care. <laughs> Like, honestly, I probably will not care at that point because I'll just be so annoyed. You know, I mean, that's kind of like almost how I was feeling with Tatar. I was like, I don't care. Just whatever.
0: I'm going to say two years and you'll get like just like
1: 2.001. I say two years. I think he's going to 1.9 over two years. Uh, I'm sorry, 1.9 per year, two year deal. So just under four million. And then the wings will have to figure out what the hell they're going to do to get under the salary cap. I already went over that.
0: So. Yeah, they're
2: going to trade Shane.
1: Yeah. Wow, well, they have to actually do it. For they will. Brian Rust. Yeah. <laughs> For Brian Rust. Yeah, that's Pontiac, <laughs> Michigan native Brian Rust. Exactly. You.
2: And then they'll move Helm to Manitoba because that's where he's from. That'd be great. Oh
1: my God, could you? That'd be a blessing in disguise.
2: Yeah, that's not going to happen, though.
1: Helms, no, not at all.
2: No trade is kicked in. Oh, we are in stuck in. with him until he's 48. And why would he want to waive a no trade clause to go to a playoff team? Because that's what the Jets probably are now. I don't know about that, but... Ah, they just locked up
0: Brian Little for... Uh, who cares? I don't want to talk about the Jets. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about Henrik Zetterberg and how he's kind of like, Oh, just kidding.
1: I'm going to keep playing. Health permitted. I well, okay, hold on. Of course he's gonna say that. Like no. I know. what is he gonna do? Is he like ever I don't like that was such a weird non-story to me. It's like, well, no shit. The guy's gonna say he plans to play out the rest of his career. What's he to go? He's like, well, I don't know. I might not play next year. He's not gonna pull up Pavel Datsuk. I mean, you know, he's got four years left on his contract. It'd be pretty dumb of him just to be like, yeah, I don't know. I might just. Throw in the towel. Here. Well, he'll
0: he'll play he'll play two years, and then when it drop his his salary drops down to one million, the last two years, that's when his back'll flare up or something, and his knees sure. don't work, and they'll yeah, just as, as long career. as you can
2: argue it like that, that that's fine. I do feel kind of bad. Like I sh- I wanted to write, and I should have written the article that says I can't wait until the day before training camp because that's when we're gonna hear Henrik Zetterberg say, Oh no, I'm gonna play as long as I'm healthy," um, because you you could like you could tell the script coming as soon as the national guys picked up on he literally he said in an interview that uh, the, of course when we when we signed the contract we were we were trying to skirt the salary cap like you knew that as soon as he came back and the lawyers got a hold of him and Ken Holland like pulled him aside I'm like dude y- y- the first thing you need to tell the press is you were going to play until your body tells you not to because yeah. that's how that's the only way we're going to get any sort of plausible deniability when it comes to actually putting you on LTIR. And, of course, they're going to buy it. The The NHL is not going to open up the can of worms that is saying, oh, no, Henrik Zetterberg isn't, like, seriously injured for a guy who's had back problems for a long time. They're they're not hiring, like, a Dr. P.I. To, to say, no, I don't think so. Like, if they're not going to go after Hosa, they're
1: not going to go after Zetterberg. Right yeah I'm with you on that um I think that he'll play I think that Zetterberg definitely has you know two more years in him for sure, and that's it is very convenient that after those two years is when his money dips real hard but um I think that he's got two years in him um barring something bad happening, which i don't I don't wish that on him at all um you know, I think that he'll have two years and then yeah, he'll just ride off into the sunset. And then twenty nineteen with Captain Justin Advocator. Yo yo. That's I, I mean twenty nineteen we're not the planet might not even be here anymore, so who cares?
0: Yeah. <laughs> All the ice well, will be melted. Welcome, Death.
2: <laughs> I think at this point what I want to see most out of Henrik Zetterberg in two years is like creatively LTIRing, like I want him to literally come out and say, "I have developed an extreme allergy to Gary Bettman, and I can't play." Just to see what they'll do. Yeah. Like take it all the way to court. Just like, oh, fuck
1: it. Let's let's just go crazy. Yeah, like you actually want them to drag it out. You want it to be a huge scandal. Yeah, like it'll be. But, okay, but too I'll, too I will fun. say this. I will say this right here. If, of all players for the NHL to just full stop and just open up the can of worms on, if it's Henrik Zetterberg, I will rip my clothes off and run down the street while lighting myself on fire because there are so many players that probably should have gotten smoked on this thing like way before. So, um, yeah, I'm okay, now that you bring it up, that's definitely gonna happen and I'm going to absolutely lose my mind.
2: I like think Zetterberg is like, like the bad cut the bad luck captain with the wings. Like luck <laughs> Brian. Tra- yeah, like he was in charge when they missed the playoffs and he's like always got kinda kinda screwed by like <sighs> Oh, he will go down... The fans never really appreciated him. Like, no, I'm sorry. The fans definitely have always appreciated Zetterberg. Just, like, probably not as much as he's ever
1: deserved. (laughs) Oh, yeah. He will go down as one of the most underrated captains. Like, in... You know, just... And then that's because... Of what happened when he was captain. I mean, that's like... You know, I mean, obviously he wasn't captain when they won a cup or anything like that. But, you know, he kind of inherited a really, really bad time of the Red Wings. um,
0: Yeah, well, and... I don't think he will ever take the blame because you I mean you look at last year he had a great no. season last year oh, yeah, and no, there's he's... there's so much of this that's on Holland at his yeah, decisions oh, where it's sure. like I, I don't think anyone would ever,
1: and if they do, they're stupid and uh, maybe I'm more I, I'm comfortable with just saying that Dylan Larkin ruined everything, <laughs> I'm yeah, just, I'm just kidding <laughs>
2: no well. <laughs> It's funny because like Zetterberg will be a good transition captain for like, you know he gave his he gave it his all. He won that Conn Smythe. He was really great. Uh, we're not going to blame him when the Red Wings missed the playoffs. And then Abukator is going to take over the sea, and he's just going to get
1: endlessly shit on. Oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He like Zetterberg will be the silent warrior, and Abukator will be the like. I I don't know. I don't I don't have an analogy for this one, JJU. You, hopefully you do. <laughs> that like he'll be the new uh, captain
2: Dennis Polonic. <laughs>
1: okay. But who knows? Maybe uh maybe Abdelkader takes a turn this year and he turns to form and scores 40 goals you know Well, speaking of turning, things you turn are
0: corners, and when you turn a corner to the positivity corner, <laughs> and that's where we're at in this podcast now. So uh, instead of talking about terrible captains, let's talk about something that makes you happy, Kyle.
1: Um, what makes me really happy is that... Um, uh, <laughs> what makes me really happy is that... Uh, well I'm moving to Grand Rapids and I'll be watch I'll be closer to the Griffins and they're gonna be good, so that's good. So yeah, that makes me happy. There you go. JJ.
2: That segue made me happy.
0: Good, <laughs> good work, Jeff. Thanks, I try. Is that it? that that appreciate
1: it. One of the best one of the best in the biz. You should be a radio host. Nah. Okay. Uh, okay. Then
0: I'm just positive and happy that uh, watching Thursday night football that Matthew Stafford is the lion for a long time because oh, there's some bad quarterbacks. So in the NFL. bad.
1: I want to scrape my. I just want to scoop my eyes out with a spoon. It's so bad.
0: Uh, I'm also positive about the Wings new rink because I haven't been there and I probably won't be there for a while. But it looks pretty badass. I'm happy that there's like a concourse now
1: that I'm not going to be like shoulder to shoulder with everybody walking very slowly trying to get places in the Joe. It is quite like they said that it was going to be the best rink in the league. And it is. Yeah. I mean, I haven't been to all of them, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's stupid. Um but hopefully they just keep building, and they keep going with it, and they keep rolling with the ball in the District of Detroit, and hopefully nobody eats at Kid Rock's restaurant and they, they change it because, oh, my God, that's embarrassing. <sighs> Sorry for oh. all you Kid Rock fans out there. No, I'm not. Nope, nope. Nah, not going s- Um, I guess we should send it over to JJ for
0: reader questions, huh? Well, no, we didn't do the season outlook yet. Season like outlook? Oh, did I totally yeah. skip that? Yeah, he did. Oh, hey, you're the host right like, you do it anything. All right,
2: well then yeah. season outlook. After we did Positivity Corner, so like we Yeah, just, like, i are <laughs> <laughs> <gonna, we're> just <laughs> going. Perfectly placed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got all set up for it. No, I just wanna like where do you guys do we think the Red Wings are gonna fit with in the Atlantic? Like are we Oh, honestly, going to be the are we going to be the basement here? Like, I still think there's a lot of chances for, for us to not be the basement of the Atlantic.
0: Sure, like I don't chance. think
2: that there's a really good chance we're going to win the Atlantic. Dude, I, I,
0: no, there's a there. chance we win lottery too, and I mean like the the money lottery, not like the draft lottery. Yeah, but there's a chance. Um, I mean,
1: I just well, don't think. Let's go, go ahead and let's go over some of the teams that could, that. Oh, let me go over the teams that I think will be better. The Bruins will be better. Yep. yep. Uh, I think. The Canadians will be better. Yep. Yeah, Senators will probably be better. Lightning will be better. Alex Carlson out. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, they'll still. I still think they'll be better, but uh, yeah. I, it, but not by not by much. I think the Sens are probably the closest team to the Red Wings, um, but we'll see. I mean, they have a bunch of younger players that are moving in. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, the Leafs will be better. Whatever. I don't care. Um, the Panthers are the one team that I'm like. I think we could be better than them. That's the one team that I think that they could be better than. And I don't know why I feel that way. But I think that they are just ran like... a That team has ran like, like crap. Um, but, you know, so are the Red Wings. But I want to know think, why you're so sold on Buffalo. Um, I think that's because... I don't know. I I, I know why. I know why. It's be, I know why. Jack Eichel.
2: Like you're, you're buying the hype, yeah.
1: And Sam ran, uh, and Reinhardt. And it's just... I just... I feel like they're kind of due to start gaining water but yeah again they could end up being terrible. <laughs> Who knows?
2: I think Buffalo is still going to be bad. Yeah, I think Florida is going to be bad. I think Ottawa could like take a a really
1: deep steep fall. I don't um, think gonna, Yeah, I don't think Ottawa's going to go back to what they were last season. Like they rode on like unicorns and like fairy dust last season it seemed. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Montreal, Boston, Toronto, and Tampa are the teams that I'm like. I am very confident they are going to be better than the Red Wings this year. But the other three teams in the division are, yeah, we could we could see that. Like, I'm I'm not very confident the Red Wings will be better than any of them. I'm I'm basically not. I'm not entirely confident. I'm not. I'm not even kind of confident in that. But in terms of that, yeah, the the Red Wings could end up like the fifth place team in the division. Yay. Which, at that point, like, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping they just don't do that and end up <laughs> in the basement.
1: In the basement of everything, yeah.
2: Yeah, missing the playoffs by the bubble is, like, the worst place. And it also feels like that is one of, like, the more likely
1: scenarios. Do you guys, who is your guys', like, dark horse to, for the the team that everybody is so high on but is going to crash and burn this season? Uh, in the Atlantic? No, in this in the league. I mean
0: I think Columbus takes a step back, but I don't know have people high on Columbus right now? Yeah.
1: But I, yeah, I think mine mine is mine is Dallas. No, Dallas is gonna be great this year. No, they're not. Yeah, they will be. No, they will not be.
2: Dallas is going to win the central.
1: That I'll is a that. bold statement, but um I don't that, think that's gonna happen.
2: They lost the central by thirty points
1: last year. Yeah, they're not going to happen. That's not going to happen. They're, they're going to win it. They're not. Okay, I'm not arguing because I really don't care. <laughs> I'm just going to pick um, them to be bad every
0: year. I mean, Stanley Cup odds. <laughs> I don't give a shit about that. I know. I'm just thinking like people. You know, Vegas thinks these teams are going to yeah, be good. Sure. I mean, they have Dallas at twelve to one. They improved from sixteen to one. I mean, they have Blackhawks at twelve to one. That seems too high. I don't think they're going to be very good. I mean, they that's the thing okay. that took a step back for sure. Yeah.
2: But a lot of the teams saying... in the Atlantic that are supposed to be better than us. Montreal,
0: mm. Boston,
1: Toronto, Tampa. Which
2: one of those is going
1: to be the worst? Uh, I say Tampa. Yeah. I don't know what it is about Tampa, but every season it's like they find a, re- a way to just underachieve for what they're supposed to be.
2: Well, they finally got that Shitheart Druin out, so like their locker room should <laughs> be
1: improved. <laughs> Shitheart. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I forgot about that trade. I'll say Toronto. <laughs> no, I Toronto, He's like,
0: a, they all have every, a
2: sophomore slump. Everybody's got the sophomore slump. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, the Austin Yeah, Anybody
1: play who's been the for 30
2: minutes, minutes a night. I think, I think I, Austin is probably going to struggle the most out of those guys. And I don't know why, but it just feels like they're just not as good. Like, they, they, they feel like a shallower team.
0: I don't know. It depends how good McAvoy is. I think Montreal has the better coach. That's, that's true. true. And that's going to make a big difference for him. And I feel like Bergeron can have a better season. He he was okay last year.
1: I mean, they still have Bergeron, Marshawn, they have McAvoy who could... I mean, I think McAvoy is going to come back down a little bit. Well, yeah, for sure. But McAvoy could either be a really effective defenseman who could play those top-line minutes against with Chara, which he's probably going to do to start, and, or he's just going to be, you know, just another dude. But I, I don't think, think he's I, just another dude. I think he's a, a fine defenseman. But yeah. I don't know if he's as good as everybody's hyping him up to be.
2: Uh, I'm going to change my uh, my vote for the overall league wide in terms of teams that are going to like take a big step back. Uh, Washington Capitals. Always for, like I've forgotten about. Yeah,
1: them. they did. Well, yeah, they. Yeah.
0: They, uh, Who did they lose? Who did they trade? They they, still,
2: they have like four million dollars in cap space and a 17 man roster right now. According to Cap Friendly, and I'm I'm sure you look more into it. I'm like, oh, they'll pull this guy up, and they've got a, like the next superstar. But I'm looking at a bunch of like people. Like, God, Jacob Verana is a guy I've, I've heard of, and I think he's he's
1: going to be pretty good. Yeah, um, he will. be. Oh, Johansson
0: or Johansson.
1: That's Johansson. And then they yeah Williams. Um, what's the dude Schmidt who went to the, yeah Vegas? Vegas. Um, yeah. I mean, as it stands right now. Their defensive pairings are like Dmitri Orlov, Matt and John Carlson. I don't, and then a bunch of idiots I've never heard of. Well, Brooks Orpik, but you know him. Taylor know. Chorney. Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, yeah. What like they're they're gonna. Yeah, I don't know. They're just it's gonna be hilarious. They'll be they'll be probably you know they'll be okay, but they're not gonna. It's that they're definitely not better off than they are last year for sure.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a decent chance that Washington ends up like. Basically, being what happened with Pittsburgh in like the well, they're still a really top heavy team, and then all of a sudden, these bunch of fucking nobodies came out of nowhere. And like, oh, hey, Brian Rust and Tom Kunackle uh, yeah. are actually good players. What the f- where the fuck do these guys come from? <laughs> right. Um, so, who knows? Like, Garrett Pilon and Chris Bindulis and Hampus
0: Gusto I feel like you just you're just making up names. This, <laughs> like is, yeah,
2: this, is, this is creative NHL, player. It's
0: yeah. eighteen, then you just <laughs> random guy. Bob um, Zukov. Yeah,
2: these guys are gonna be like yeah, they're gonna be uh, not awesome, but they're gonna be good enough and Washington is still gonna uh let's choke in the second round. I don't
0: know. I just know the wings are gonna be bad. It's a pretty decent year to be bad because you've got what? The, the the Swedish defensemen all coming next year and Svechnikov's brother and the what there's another Kachuk right? So uh, you know, yeah Brady there's Brady Kachuk. So uh, it, it it'd be nice to
1: get a top plate prospect. So
0: that, that's all I'm gonna say.
1: They will. I don't know if they're gonna get a top five, but they'll get a something. Yeah, they're they'll, gonna they'll draft. They'll draft some man child who's like seven two, weighs five hundred pounds, and it'll be great.
2: They're going to trade somebody to Los Angeles at the deadline. Uh, Los Angeles is going to fall out of the playoffs. And will And they, that ball is going to win the lottery. Yeah. So that's how we get it. That sounds about right. Final prediction, that. number two. We get the first pick and the second pick. Yeah. And then we trade them all to get the next Rasmussen. Love it. <laughs> Sorry, I... I couldn't help it. Hey, you want to do reader questions? (laughs) Yeah, Let's actually go.
0: We'll circle back to that now.
2: Alright, so uh, kicking us off, Immortal Lidstrom asked a question we very specifically talked to, talked about and regarding uh, Shane to Pittsburgh for for Pouliot. Um, It makes sense. Uh, So, ENSRW, which Red Wing player will impact the
1: upcoming season the most by having a great year? Mm Mantha's... I like Mantha. That is a good one. Um I think a lot of people would choose Manta. I think me. Um I'm gonna I'm gonna say Morazic probably or something like or Howard. <laughs> I just always easy. it's just it's an easy cheap pick to go on the goalie.
2: I'm gonna go with uh, Trevor Daly because that will be the, the biggest impact is having a, a, a defenseman actually have a great year.
1: Man, we are overvaluing the fuck out of Trevor Daly.
2: <laughs> oh, I know, I know. I'm God. He is at uh, uh, best a second pair guy that we are loading onto a, an entire defense that is no better than a second pairing.
1: Um, <laughs> just, just hoping it works. We're like taking like a little like a, a like a tricycle and hooking it up to like a semi truck trailer and just like go. Yeah, that's that's perfect, Kyle. <laughs> uh,
2: <coughs> excuse me, big text D three hundred four. Um, kind of touches off on the season outlook thing, but will the Wings do be better or worse than last
0: year? They'll be worse. Yeah, I think they'll be worse. How many points did they have exactly last year? 79. They're going to have 69 points
2: Just
1: this so. year. Nice. nice. Just off the top of my head. I think they'll have 78 points. Still qualifies as worse. 86 yep, exactly. points.
0: 86 points. I think they I think, that think they're going to be terrible.
1: It's a terrible number. Well, yeah, that that's not, that not even know. like
0: you're still not on the even at the bubble of the East and I you're know. you're not at the bottom and do not like, like that. Pre-
2: prepare for the shit show.
0: Yeah. Oh, so. Operator Z,
2: what has the ending of the streak and the general decline of the wings taught you
0: about being a fan? Um Having experienced 0-16 Lions and terrible yeah. Tiger seasons and the up and down of the Pistons, like I, it, I've never dealt with this with hockey, but it's I'm familiar with it, so
1: it hasn't really taught me much. For me, it's kind of taught me how to... Uh, I don't know if I should say... It's kind of just taught me to temper <laughs> expectations going into the season. Um, you know, I... I, I Usually, you know, the, the thought has always been to make the playoffs. And that's just what you're expected. And now that's not my expectations. Like, I don't have expectations. Well, and I, I guess just, you know, with, with the Tigers and Lions, I've never seen them
0: win. But with the Wings, I've seen them win many times. So I'm very <laughs> appreciative of that. So it's kind of like, okay, it, it was due. It sucks. But, like, now I'm kind of curious to watch the rebuild and be a part of that. Yeah, new experience I had never had yeah. with this team. It's a so new
1: adventure, yeah, still sucks. So it's probably going to take a while, but it does suck a lot. Yeah, it's going to be very painful, yes. See, I don't have the whole like
2: ever sticking through with a bad team. Like I essentially, as my other sports teams uh, dropped off, I kind of like stopped caring as much about the sport because uh, I still had hockey to hang on to. So um, it's actually it's it's taught me. A lot about how to enjoy the the journey, like you guys were just talking about. Like, there are going to be things this season that I'm going to be looking forward to. Uh, I know not to not to have the expectations that, that they're going to be great. Um, it's taught me about keeping up hope, though, because it's like I I've tried the whole like oh, I just want to see them tank and lose and and suck, and I just like kind of want to like wallow in how how badly they're doing. Um, and it's, it's, it wasn't for me. Like, I have really enjoyed hoping for the best um, and, like, not letting the best not happening crush me, really. Um, it's taught me how to effectively uh, hate Red Wings fans, which mm. which is fine. I mean, I, I, I learned how to hate every other team's fans way before then. So... Um, <clears throat> It, it's been fun, like, and I'm, I'm really, look, I'm, like, I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to continuing cheering for a team that, like, the, the ultimate goal isn't the Stanley Cup for me anymore. It's, um, it's, it's not a lowered expectation. Like, I want them to build towards that eventually, but, like, it's not, I'm gonna get, like, I'm gonna be really angry about a loss on October, and I don't care. I don't care about that much, as long as, um what's what's going to come out of it is, is going to be something that I can I can take some positives from. Like I still expect to get really mad with a team uh, plenty of times this season, but uh but I'll I'll temper it. Timmy Timmons has three questions. The first
0: one is why do the Tigers have to trade Justin Verlander? Cuz they have a terrible farm system and
1: the windows closed on that team. That's basically like trading like uh, this is a probably bad, but it it means like Trading, uh, let's say, go back maybe 10 years and trading like a, like Blitzstrom or something like that. But, you know, the Red Wings didn't need to do that, obviously. They just needed to do it. They paid them too much money, and the Illiches didn't want it anymore. Yeah. That, and they got a good return.
2: All right. And then he says, I tricked my wife into naming our first son after Henrik Zetterberg. Uh, I told her we'd name him Henry after the kids in Once Upon a Time. That's terrible. That kid's a wiener. Uh, but now she's on to my trick. So how do I trick her into naming our second son yet to be born after Nicholas Lidstrom? Um, honestly, just tell her you want to name the kid Nick. That that literally what worked for me. I have a son named Nick, and it is definitely uh, because of Nicholas Lidstrom. Is it was, spelled I, like that? I, I did not win the battle to spell it correctly. Uh, uh. N-I-C-K-L-A-S. It is the, the more N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, uh, which is t- cheating at Scrabble, really.
0: But, uh, so just, just tell her honestly. Yeah. I got permission for Nicholas with the correct spelling if I want it. So.
2: Oh, right on. Yeah.
0: Good for you. Get on that then. Well, I, I need a job and money, so,
2: you know, a house and, you know, well, yeah, you get on all those things. (laughs) It's like the start of a final fantasy quest. Uh, and third, what's the best conspiracy theory you've heard about why, why Kenny Holland is still the Red Wings GM?
0: conspiracy uh i like to he has pictures i i don't don't really have one not really conspiracy theory just he did well for a long time and
1: yeah i have i have like well-rounded no we're not
2: giving actual analysis here we're just making jokes he's sold his soul to the devil he's got a genie under his chin he's i don't know no, nothing. <laughs> i got nothing for you on this one. Russian interference? No, that's definitely aliens. Not. It is definitely tied to the fact that Kid Rock opened the LCA. Sure, we'll go with that. All right, it is somehow tied. Mistakes were made. Wants to know? Do you think uh, Kenny
0: Holland is shopping Darren Helm around? No, I mean I. Th- I'd like to think he's shopping everybody who doesn't have a no trade clause. Just well, that do- doing Darren his Helm. job. So, yeah, or at least he's, the you
1: know. Is I don't, yeah, there's new... I don't
0: think those phone calls are all uh, very long. Yeah. Those
2: those tires are, are not lightly kicked. There was interest in him when he was a free agent. Do you think that interest still exists, and is there any possible, possible way the Wings could move that contract, or would they have to eat salary?
0: I think they'd uh, to they sell. would have to yeah. eat salary. I'm not going to say they, that would they would
2: be, 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 be t- interest. I think Darren Helm is, like... You know, you were talking earlier about how Pittsburgh is looking for that third line center. Like Darren Helm would do that. He's just too expensive and kind of too old right now. But um, oh, he's he still, hurt. A lot of people forget. Like Darren Helm is still a, like an actual good NHLer. He's not garbage. He's just not worth. He's the overpaid.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's just he's the Red Wings way. It's just he's overpaid.
2: Yeah. And the final part of that question mm-hmm. is what are the what are the odds he plays the rest of his contract with the Wings? Very little. He'll be
1: on LTIR or something. Uh, I think I'd consider that actually playing that contract, though. Okay, yeah, then yeah, very, very good odds. And then he'll definitely be here for the rest of it. Because
0: yeah. cause when Ablocator becomes the captain, Helm becomes the alternate captain because Zetterberg and Cronwall will be gone. Well, yeah.
2: remember, Helm's contract is, uh, his no-trade clause is actually built in to like give them the ability to sell him off um, with the Wings missing the playoffs. Uh, So I think that there is a, a, I think the odds are probably three to one. He's a red wing for the rest of the the contract. So a good good 25% chance that that he gets traded before it's over.
0: That's fair. You've explained yourself well. Thank you.
2: Uh, Big text D304 again. Did the salary cap make being a fan of a bad team more fun? Did Gary Bettman inadvertently make being a fan of a bad team more fun by putting in the salary cap? It seems with the ability to take on bad contracts and sign one-year deals to flip at the deadline, fans can get more enjoyment than in the past when having a bad team just meant you had a bad team. Plus, as a bonus, I get to cheer for bad older players to go on LTIR to clear cap space. Agree or disagree?
0: Uh, it. I agree if you're a like a, a dedicated fan like casual fans they don't give a crap about the salary cap and bad teams are just bad they don't care but i'd say so yeah like if the wings if there was no salary cap and we didn't have things to complain about or talk about then then the wings were just bad then it's like the
1: thing that, the salary cap is uh if anything i don't know cuz like even in baseball like when you think about it, look at a player like Miguel Cabrera who gets paid $30 million a year or whatever. There's no mm-hmm. salary cap. That's not their money. Who cares? Uh, you know, there's still, you know, fans still complain about that kind of stuff. Well, oh, um, they do have a luxury tax. Well, that. I, okay, yeah, whatever. I mean, they would have a luxury tax, whatever. Well, Fine. you, you can, it depends on your owner where,
0: you know... I, if you're paying these guys thirty million dollars, he might have an internal salary cap, and he's like, "Well, I can't. I don't want to pay any more money." Where you could have, you know, when Mike Gilch was alive, he just didn't care. He wanted to win a World yeah. Series; he'd spend whatever. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I think with the Tigers, you because you use that example, like, you know, there's all the talk of the cutting salary and everything. So mm. it's like, if well, they got Miguel Cabrera on
1: the books, they're not going to go
0: sign a free agent or
1: anything. Sure. And I think the Red Wings will probably shift into an internal salary cap system at some point in the next five years. Yes. Probably going to happen. Chris Which might not be um,
0: the worst thing for this team. No, definitely because not. Then not. you can't it. go sign a Franz Nielsen when you don't need to. You know, and you have to play younger players.
1: So, right. I the, mean, the, yeah, salary the cap go. makes it more interesting. It does. No, I, I, I'm not saying that the salary cap needs to go. I think the salary cap is, is fine. I think what needs to be changed the NHL or what needs to be revised is a couple of different things. Um, I think the draft, the draft lottery and the draft system should probably be revised in some way. Um, but I don't have an answer to how I just, I think that that should change. I think the CHL NHL agreement should be revised. Um, cause I think if you have a good player, uh, and you want them to play in the AHL, uh, well, you drafted him, so that's your fucking choice to stick him in the AHL. and if the player wants to go, he should be able to go. Um, and what else is there? Um, oh, yeah, all teams that I hate should be removed from the NHL. Yeah,
2: congratulations, Red Wings, Stanley Cup champs every year.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank you. Um, abolish the draft. You, you have know the what? salary cap, you've got contract limits, you don't need the draft. Abolish it, fuck it.
1: Yeah, it would be interesting to be like, uh, okay, you have uh, an entry level contract. Every team gets to sign so many entry level contracts for this 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 you know crop of whatever. Um, and basically, it's not like a, a dick measuring contest of who can spend the most money on the young player. It's where you know what what the player you know you know I, I, it should be. There should be some sort of like system or some sort of tiered like. You know, like, I don't know if it's like bonus related or something, but it should be more of like a like, you know, the teams actually have to sell them on their team like or something like that, which seems really it sounds really batshit now that I'm saying it, but it sounded better inside of my head.
2: But yeah, I mean, there's a there's a limit on how much players can make on ELCs like yeah. no matter whether you are, um, you know, Thomas Yurko or Connor McDavid. Yeah. You can't make more than three point eight seven five million. So obviously the the very best team in the league can be like, hey, you should come play for the very best team in the league and have a shot at the cup immediately and be like yeah. adored and loved and blah blah blah. Um, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. But there's also the concept of can they afford to give you the ice time you want? Like are you actually gonna be part of that team and They've got to make a real hard, like they got to make a real hard choice about whether or not uh, you're worth even signing. If right. um, obviously every team is going to be after like a McDavid, but right. you know, once you get up to like fifth overall in every in almost every draft year, it's like, well, you know, you, have fun, take your pick. I think that would be really interesting. It's never going to happen, but no,
1: yeah, definitely not.
2: Whatever. Um, I think the part of Big Texty's question. Like, he said, did Gary Bedman inadvertently do that? I don't think it was inadvertent. I do think that they, like, specifically tried... The A big part of the salary cap was for that kind of parity, was for the point of making it to where... Uh, or there was a little bit more strategy involved with being a bad team rather than just like, oh, well, shit, we can't afford to spend the money. Yeah. Uh, which is part of why the whole cap floor came along and and part of how they built their entire salary-sharing structure. So, um, yeah, I guess it is, like, you guys covered it really well. Like, it is more entertaining. There's more considerations to be made in terms of if your team sucks, there's there's at least stuff you can look forward to. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Uh, TK Fergie asked about how do you feel about Blashell splitting up the roster? We answered that. Not that. Um, and doesn't mean that Svetchnikov has less of a chance. And I've we put. I was really worried about doing that. I don't think it means he has less of a chance. I think it means that like his chance was like it's already passed over. It was. Already,
0: it was always zero. That that finishes us out for questions.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, All right.
0: well. Uh, do you guys have any final hockey-related thoughts? Um.
2: My wife I, has her hand up. Hold on. What do you, What do you want, sweetie? Okay. She says, "Never mind." Oh, sorry. Okay.
1: Oh, it's okay.
2: So we great, said hello.
1: What a great finishing segment. Hello. <laughs> uh, my final hockey-related thought is uh, David Pasternak is going to score 15 goals this season. God, I hope so. Thank. Uh, thank I you would that, enjoy Bob. that. You're welcome. That's all we need. That's That's our end. That's our end segment. Yeah, I don't have anything to add to that (laughs) Cool, (laughs) then for uh, JJ and
0: Kyle and Graham, I'm Jeff And it's been Winging at Motown Radio Wait, where's Graham? Is Graham
1: Graham. here?